0: For those of you who are getting ready to apply to college, or if you know somebody who's getting ready to apply to college, does going down that road seem daunting or a little bit nebulous? Well, speaking from experience, I will tell you that going down that process and that road can be a little bit full of unknowns and a little bit confusing, but you don't have to be left in the dark and you do not have to do it alone. Today on the Waste Up Wardrobe Show, I'm going to be interviewing a college preparation expert who knows all the tricks and can give you so many tips of how to do this and do it by finding the right fit college for your student or for you and also not going broke in the process. But you know the drill. If you want to pick her brain, you're going to have to stick around because she's going to be in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Hello, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. Today on episode 91, we're gonna be talking about something a little bit different, but it's very timely because so many people right now, whether they're um g- coming out of high school and getting ready for college, are hearing from colleges about where they're gonna go and making those last minute decisions about what the right fit college is for them. But the road to getting there can be a little bit confusing and full of a lot of unknowns. And so that's why I'm bringing you this episode, because we want to talk about today being that college ready. Or if you have a loved one who needs to be college ready, then you can actually get some guidance with the show. And also there's this other layer of doing all of that in our current virtual world, because since we've gone virtual, things have changed a little bit, even in the application process to college. But before I get started, I want to say thank you for being here. I want to say thank you to my super awesome producer. Rick Moscoso, who's always here in the production room making this this whole show go round and never missing a beat. I'm so grateful for him. Thank you uh, to the Waste Up Wardrobe community. And I also want to just say that you know that this. Uh, this, this show is designed so that you can be showing up professionally in every arena of your life, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you're somebody who's on camera a lot or in a hybrid office or even applying to college and need to do a lot of your work virtually. So there is something here for everyone that is really out there in the professional world trying to make their best face, put their best face forward. So- I have a very, very special guest today who is an expert at helping families and students get ready for college and get their students ready for college, helping them find the right fit school and also not going broke in the process because she has a special gift for helping her clients, you know, arrange, you know, apply for financial aid, find out where they can get the the appropriate scholarship and really guide them down that path um, to getting set up for college and being college ready. So I'm going to brag a little bit about my guest. Um, I want to um, take a moment to talk about how amazing Shelly Howard is. She is a certified independent college strategist and counselor. She helps middle and high school students so she starts as early as middle school. So it could be relevant for even if you have a child in middle school, um, she helps them get prepared for this college admissions process. Um, she helps them create a standout strategy um, and get their best fit college going in without going into debt debt and even telling them and helping them and guiding about how to succeed um, when they get admitted to college. So please help me welcome Shelly Howard to the show. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And her company name is College Ready. She's helped so many students really find that perfect fit college I'm so thrilled you're here today with us Shelly um, i want to get as much information out there to our audience about you know navigating this sort of like mystery world <laughs> of getting into college applying to college standing out as a candidate and then really making that decision about where is the right fit because you know you could be have your heart set on a on a college but it might not necessarily be the right place for you right so there's also that part of the coaching that you do do with your clients. But before I get started, I want people to know a little bit more about you. So we do this thing called the 60 seconds to get to know you. Okay. I'm going to throw out some like fun questions. So cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh, do you have one? Uh, I have two. (laughs) Oh, Well, that explains it. And uh, can I ask what kind of dogs and how Uh, old they are?
1: One's a multi-poo and the other one is a shih tzu. And... uh, they have to be hyperallergenic, unfortunately. Um, I'm allergic to the the saliva, I guess, on their fur. And so they're just so wonderful. They're such a part of our family. I love them both.
0: You know, I know how dogs can be that way. I was against having dogs for the longest time. And then once I got our first dog, was like, we need another one. <laughs> so I totally understand now. I never thought I'd be a like an avid dog mom, but I totally am. Okay. Beach or desert? Beach. Oh, tell me why.
1: Um, that's my happy place. That's where I go to decompress. That's where I have a lot of happy memories. I was engaged on the beach. I was uh, had my wedding on the
0: beach. I, I'm definitely a beach person. Okay. And my final this or that question is world traveling or staycation?
1: World travel.
0: Oh, tell me a little bit more about that
1: this year i've already been to dubai and um vegas and reno and now i'm heading off to italy so i try to do an international trip once a quarter
0: wow does that tie in
1: with your work at all yeah absolutely i never set out to be international but aunts and uncles and cousins got word of what i was doing here in the us and now they're raising their hand and saying
0: come help us so give me a reason to travel. Wow. Well, that's, that is amazing. I think that's one of the most intriguing things about the way you do your work. Cause I always see your um, Facebook, uh, your social media, where you like, you're in India, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> watching a cobra come out of a basket or something. And it's like, wait, Shelly, I thought you're getting people to college. What's taking you to India? But it's interesting how your work has really um, kind of taking you, taking you internationally. Yeah, it, yeah, it's
1: great because now that we're a global world, I I mean, we've been online, College Ready has been in business 14 years, but when everybody went online, the whole world opened up. It became the new norm. And so I'll get on a phone call and I'll always ask, where are you from? And the all, India, Sri Lanka, I mean, China, it, it's all over now. Yeah. And students across the globe are experiencing this uncertainty and this anxiety. It's not just a U.S. thing.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. So I I I don't like to start out with like a negative, but I am curious. You know your your process. You you help kids or students get into college all over the country um, and from all over the world. What is the most common mistake you see? Applicants make, you know, before before they've come to you, that you go, Oh gosh, you know, I I you know, how can I rectify this? What is that most common mistake?
1: Leaving it up to your 17-year-old. That's (laughs) the most common mistake. You would never allow them to buy your home, which is in some places the same cost. You would never allow them to buy a car for you if you weren't involved, but for some reason. Parents think it's a good idea to let them adult through this process. And it is really the number one reason why f- why families go into debt, because kids don't know how much $300,000 in debt is, that there's no concept of what that's going to cost them in the future.
0: Yeah. So is it mostly because of the idea that they get into, they kind of go down this rabbit hole of finances, or is it... Is there a mistake that they make on application process? Which one is it, or is it both?
1: Well, it starts as one and then bleeds into the other. What I mean is a student will pick a college based on the location to a beach or to a barn or based you know New York. and and yet when I ask them why that school, they can't answer why they just I want to live in the city, I want to live in Hawaii. And so it's more like these kids are leading by what they hear on the news or what they think they want, not necessarily where's the right fit and what's the return on investment. They're not taking the business mindset an adult would do, and they're looking at it from a child's perspective of where do I want to go have fun for four
0: years? Yeah, I can see that. So when you work with them, do you sort of function as a mediator? I mean, cause sometimes, you know, kids, they don't want to listen to mom and dad They're, you know, they might, it's so stressful, right? So they're under pressure. Parents are like under pressure. And so all those emotions bubble up, but do you, does your role sometimes feel like the mediator between both parties so that you can actually reach their goals?
1: I think a lot of what I do is a bit therapeutic. Um, I'm able to get the student to really lean forward to me because I'm non judgmental. I'm here to get them their dream. And I'm not asking them to do homework or chores or anything else. Like I am there to support them. And at the same time, the family leans on me and says, Hey, I really want them to go to school in Iowa. Can you make that happen? And I'm like, as long as we don't have to tell the child, that's their only choice. So I do, I take from the parent and I'm like, what is your hope? What is your dream? And then I take from the the student, you know, what are your core values? What do you want long-term, short-term? And then when you put them all together, that's where success happens. It's the disconnect that is the hardest part to navigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel too. Because you are a mom, because you've been through it personally, you have this really good perspective where you can relate to what the parents going through. You work with students all the time, so you know how they think, and um, and you have the the expertise of how to do it. So it's like having like having all the best worlds. If somebody was really guided by you, do you feel like being you know, having had kids i have been to college I have gone into college helps you um, relate more to the parents?
1: Absolutely. And I do believe because I have never met a teenager I don't love, I, I believe I still speak teenager. I'm one of those people who hope I never grow up in the sense of having that spirit for life. You know, teens are, they're very spirited, but they're also very terrified. And so once I take all of the anxiety and the pressure away and I'm like, let's just go get this one step at a time, they get so excited and they're so empowered to, you know, lean into it and enjoy the process versus when I first meet them and they're very terrified of like, don't make me do anything else because I'm maxed out. And so as soon as I help them understand that a lot of what they're doing is not necessary, they're like, why didn't anybody tell me? And it's helping them be knowledgeable and then helping their family understand as well. College is very different than it was four years ago. Yeah. I've been at this a long time. My firstborn started in this process in uh, 2008.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with the, you know, there was that COVID year, right? And things shifted a little, I mean, shifted in so many different arenas in so many ways. Did you find, what was the shifts or what were the changes that occurred um, during this application process for the students that you, that were kind of, that stood out, that were um, challenges that you had to overcome with them?
1: There were a couple of big shifts. Number one is, parents finally realized that the high schools were not supporting their children and during covid they saw how unsupported they truly were because they thought they had it they thought they had it and in the 10th hour they were calling me crying please help us we can't even get a return phone call and i think it brought to the forefront that the parents thought somebody was doing it and then realized oh my gosh nobody is doing this and then from the student's perspective they, they were left to do this truly alone. Their parent was just navigating life. And the student was like, I miss my friends and I don't even have anybody to talk to about this. And so they were really left in a bad place, mm. especially that senior year. I My stepson was in that year, so I got to watch it personally. He was on an incredible trajectory. And then all of the sudden just kind of really went inside and he ended up okay because we had those conversations, but it was definitely challenging all the way around for the parent, for the student. And then the interesting part is international students got locked out. So all the kids who were planning to come internationally, now they're, they're, they just couldn't show up. And then the second part is all the kids who usually would go across the, the United States, you know, because teenagers want to get as far away from home as possible. <laughs> They, they, their parents are like, oh, no, you're not going. And we're not paying for you to sit in a dorm by yourself on the other side of the United States. So everybody just kind of pulled in close, which meant that all the kids that were planning on going away filled the gap in their hometown and they didn't end up going away. So we had a lot of high level students at mid Mid-level colleges, because that's where they were in the process. So it was really challenging for these families to try to navigate it on their own.
0: Yeah. So, uh, is there any um, co- like consequences, right, from uh, from having that COVID year today? Or have things gotten back to normal? Or is there just a new normal? And uh, Sherwin's here, Chevy, a friend of mine. He's saying hello. And um, he has two daughters who are champs. They are both a golf um, golfers, and they are on the verge of, of really taking this journey. So, so, so I'm glad he, he had a chance to, to jump on here. Um, so has, have things kind of changed back or are they just different today when it comes to this, you know, new world, really, when it comes to, you know, after COVID?
1: So it really kind of divided um, the line between Students who were self-motivated and students who were not because the self-motivated ones continue to be self-motivated and they continued to push forward. A couple of things that we noticed um, very severely happened is the kids who did not turn on their camera during covid now have no letters of recommendation. Wow! Big one. Nobody prepared these kids for the consequences of not going on camera. And teachers are saying, hey, how do we know we didn't get to know them because they didn't participate. I have a lot of professors in my program, their children, and they've been very honest and say, I won't write a letter for those kids who I just never got to know. That's a big one that nobody took into account except for my students, because I told them right from the beginning, If you want a letter of recommendation, you better be putting your hand up and you better be participating. And so our students kept on and they continued to prosper. And the other thing is we had a plan A and a B and a C as we usually do. A was the dream. Well, some kids didn't get to go do the dream, but the plan B was super solid. So they were able to pivot. And then finally, the other thing that I don't know how it's going to play out in the long run was the test optional because mm. the news took it as there's no more testing, and students said, I don't want any more testing. But colleges are left to figure out how do I judge if somebody's ready based on just a GPA? And so the reality is, how optional is it if somebody is writing their test score in their essay? it's not optional. Right. So for all the schools who are trying to say, and again, maybe people aren't, but I'm telling you strategically, if you got a 36, I would definitely be sharing it. You were hard yeah. for that 36 on your ACT. These are the things people are kind of like sweeping under the rug and hoping it's just going to go away. And I'm saying until they completely say it's gone forever, we don't know. MIT this year turned it back on and said, hey, if you want to apply here, you must have a test score. So all those kids who didn't take a test, maybe MIT wasn't their first choice, but they took away that choice by not having the test. The second piece is scholarships. Last year during COVID, our students got $10.7 million on top of need-based scholarships. Why? Because we took the test. So if anybody's listening and you want to know the secret to big time scholarships, do everything you can. Don't take the easy path.
0: Right. Yeah. Don't take it for granted that that is going to apply to you. That's what I told my daughter who, um, you know, this was her applying year. This is the year she applied and got into college. And she was like, mom, I don't need to take a test. I'm like, Yes, you do because we don't know. It's it's not solid yet. We we don't. You know, if it was, if they're comparing your application to somebody else's and the other person has their tests, well, I mean, I don't know. That would be a determining factor, right? So, I, and we just didn't know. So that is such an important point, and I was going to actually inquire about it. Um, you know. <laughs> And there's different things that make different students stand out, right? So, and that's kind of what we're going to dig deeper into. But, you know, the, so like the categories, right? The grades, your extracurricular activities, your sports, your community service, your test scores, all of those things are sort of, I always look at it as like your portfolio, right? Right of assets. So how do those all come into play? Um, Are they all important? Are they all equally important? If you're not super strong in one of them, does something else carry you? Kind of a big question, but could you like give us some information on that? Absolutely. And because every student is different, right? It's going to be
1: unique to them, but I can kind of talk in buckets. And what we're finding is for a strong academic student, like, you know, over a 4.5, a 4. people are like, there's, a, there's a, yes, there's lots of students over a 4.5. Wow. So those students, that GPA will get them in the door, but that's not the only thing they need, right? That That's, yes, that's one of seven things. Thank you very much. But if a student has a low GPA, they can't think i mean there's some schools that will just pass them on by because there's a set number and so not knowing that and then it's also affected by what major they apply with Mm -hmm. so if they're going to apply liberal arts or if they're going to apply stem or if they're going to do visual and performing arts all of that plays into it so there's not just one way and that's why i talk about each individual they have to know what their core values are they have to know their passions their annoyances Colleges, if you break it all the way down, they want to know who is the student and why do they matter? So everybody wants to dissect it and, and kind of micro focus. And all that they're telling us is they want students on their campus that are going to make their campus better. So when they graduate and put that diploma on the wall that they are, oh, you went to Penn, awesome. What was your experience like? you had a great experience. Now I want my kid to go there. So yeah. it's it's really a marketing thing. And then from a different perspective, put your put your business hat on. If you're a business owner and you put out uh, a help wanted, somebody comes with a very small or no resume, they're getting minimum wage. If somebody comes with a robust resume that's deep and thoughtful, they're going to get a bonus. Yeah. College is exactly the same way in just an, a different emotional perspective. But if you simplify it to its simplest position, colleges is it's a business, and they want the best people in their business as if they were the next generation to promote the business.
0: Yeah, so good. That is so good. So, really, you know, when you are applying to college, you kind of have to have a story, a story about you that's personal. Why should they choose you? What will you add to their college life? What, you know, what are you going to co- contribute to us? How, what do we get out of it as a college? Right. Mm-hmm. That is so, so interesting, you know, because that had. That was my experience with both my so my older kids, you know, so they were athletes. They got recruited. I know you helped us with Christopher's college applications because we were like first experience buried. It was like, oh my god, I needed Shelly because I needed <laughs> some guidance. As the death. I mean, it was crazy. But I love your your approach because your approach is very strategic, right? It is it's a, about strategy rather than okay, where do we plug in? You know, the application, the essay. It's more about what is going to make you stand out? Let me help you tell your story. What's your strengths? And that is really what colleges are looking for. You have mm-hmm. to have a story. You have to have a compelling essay that says something different about you, that says something you care about the world, that says something that makes them want you, right? Influences mm-hmm. them to take you. So so like all those parts really matter, right. you know, um, but the way, you know, if you're an athlete, that becomes sort of your... Um, trademark, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a, somebody who's created a, um, a community service that has served so many people, that becomes your trademark. And that's what helps you stand out. Am I, am I right saying that? Or am I saying, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I've,
1: I started College Ready with my oldest and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. So I approached it from an entrepreneur's mindset. And that is, what is the business plan? If we know we want to get to Harvard, what do we need to do? What what is the plan that will get us the best chances? It's all about strategy. And so when I broke it down and simplified it like I would a business plan and took the emotion away and just really focused in at what is going to make him stand out, it's not one thing. He didn't have a 5.0 GPA. He didn't have a perfect SAT. He had an incredible standout strategy. And mm. that is what I saw every one of his Harvard roommates, every single one of them had a different, different plan, a different purpose, a different who there was nothing similar about them other than that they were males. That was all that was <laughs> similar. And so when I work with families, I help them understand first we have to get to know the teenager and for some time, some people that's harder than others. Yeah. I live in their world. I love their worlds. We have great conversations, but it does start with them because ultimately we're helping them build the best version of them for life. And that's going to get them into the best college and into the best career. It doesn't just start with you're good at math, go to MIT, because there's a lot that could go wrong with that path.
0: Yeah. No, the strategy is everything and that you're a master at that with helping students really uh, figure out, you know, where's their sweet spot? What's going to make them stand out? I mean, I think that is so much value. It's almost like you you take these families, right, the parents and the child and the student, and you take their burden, you put it over your shoulders and you walk with them and you help them carry the burden because it is so emotional for the parents are so close to it and then you know the kids and the parents get into this emotional sort of battle you know so it is really great to have somebody who's caring who has been there who understands the strategy required that it's not just about plugging in applications. It's more about strategy. What's going to help you stand out to help them guide them through it. I think that's just your approach and your process is really phenomenal. I mean, we had, we, um, you know, schools like, especially private schools, they, have college counselors on campus, um, as did our private school. But to be honest, they're overworked because there's so many students and there's like three of them or a handful of them. And they really cannot do that for every student with that kind of intention. So that's where having somebody in your corner um, that can guide you personally can be very, very helpful. Um, So I just, you know, when you think about The good fit college, right? For a particular student. You know, somebody might have their heart set on like Penn, right? Because they want the Ivy League. They, 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 it's not totally out of their reach. It might be a reach for them, but not totally out of their reach. So they, so, but that might not be like in every area of their life, given their personality and who they are, the right fit for them. So, how do you, like, what do you consider a good fit? School for a particular student, or do you have kind of some ideas or tips on them when they're picking where they're applying as a good fit for them?
1: Absolutely. So, as part of my uh, master's thesis, I took the label, the name off the university, and I plugged this. I had the student pick the university based on the university, what it had to offer. And then I put the label back on and Every single one of them was like, I wouldn't even have looked at that school. So I think number one is there are some schools that are just more well-known because of the football team or the basketball team or, you know, uh, the major or whatever that is. And so I will often ask students, why NYU? It's a wonderful school, but why is it a good fit for you? Well, I want to live in the city. Okay, well, that's the social fit, but why is it an academic fit and a financial fit? It's $88,000 a year. Does that make yeah. sense if you're going to be a social worker? Let's just walk this through. Yeah. And if a parent was to say that, it would be like, you just don't want me to have my dream. You don't believe in me. <gasps> How do I know this? Because I have them and I love <laughs> them dearly. But I could have a total stranger say exactly what I would say. And they're like, huh? that's an interesting idea. (laughs) And so that's what we do. We help them to look at each and every opportunity and why it's a good opportunity and not as questioning their judgment. We support them. We love them. We want them to have the dream. We're helping them to ask the right questions so they ultimately will be in the best fit academic school. You know, I tell students, do you want to be the big fish in the small sea or the small fish in the big sea? Do you want to fight for every A or do you want to set the bar for every A? And Mm. then I'm like, and socially, do you want a sorority fraternity life or could you care less and you want to be able to hike on the weekends? What is that, that comforting fit? Because that's your extended family when you get there. And then, of course, the financial fit, if you want to go get your MBA, Ph.D. law, do you want to go into debt your first four years? Yeah. So these are all you know, I have clients who are multimillionaires and they say I would rather buy my child their first home than allow them to make bad choices and go into debt. So it's not saying you can't. It's saying what about considering these options? And teenagers are actually really good about receiving it.
0: Yeah, if it's not from mom and dad, <laughs> right? No, that is a definitely um, it, you know it's just a fact of of life and and growing pains. It's it's really good to have another adult who understands all this to really be a sounding board for both the parents because parents can be with the emotion, and everything, they can be unreasonable too. You know, they can, they might not see certain things and it's, you know, and because they're, it's an emotional process for them. So, you know, it's both sides. Of course, our kids, you know, could, could listen to us more, but parents could also listen to the kids a little bit more. So it's great to have that sounding board, that knowledgeable sounding board. So if you were talking to um, a young person who's going to be starting to, to go down this, this journey, what would your, be your biggest piece of advice for them as they prepare to apply for college um, that they can maybe even implement super early in their high school career uh, to get them ready?
1: So the best place to start is with a college tour. It doesn't matter what age. It really doesn't. If you approach it as an exciting place to be, Something where you get to pick your classes, a place where you're going to potentially meet your special someone, you can talk about it any way you want and sit down and have a meal and watch the people go by and just watch your child just absorb what is because we ask our children to work really, really hard and to be competitive and to give it their all. But think about what that would be like if you had a job and we just told you to work hard, but didn't tell you, oh, you're going to get a raise or you get more vacation or whatever your motivator is. It would kind of be frustrating. So I say to families, the sooner you can have those fun conversations and the walk on the campus. You don't have to take a professional tour. You can put in your earbuds, you can download the app to your phone and just make it a fun afternoon. There's a college within driving distance from most people. As far as preparing, helping students understand that by eighth grade, they're going to be labeled gifted and talented or not. By eighth grade. And if your student is a late bloomer and they haven't really, listen to maybe you've been saying that, but they're like, eh, I got plenty of time. The hard part is is by their first classes, their freshman year, they are on a path and it is so hard to go against that path once they're in high school. Mm-hmm. So if they're starting at a lesser, language or a lesser math, they may have to do summer school. They may have to do some things that they're not going to be really excited to do if they would. Most students who start late and then come to me are like, I'm so angry. Nobody told me this. I'm so disappointed that I didn't have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so now I tell every age, regardless, be the best you you can be and enjoy the path. And if you just stay on that thought process, this can actually be really exploratory and enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Such good advice. I mean, the, the idea of going to you know, for a um a campus tour, that's so easy. And it could immediately give you a vibe and you can immediately feel, you know, get that sense of do I want to be here day in and day out? It's so such great advice. And then this idea of like, not knowing what you don't know, right? You know, starting out your high school and if somebody would have told you in your freshman, sophomore year, you should have done this to kind of set you up and you didn't know that, gosh, what a missed opportunity. I could see how that could be very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really good advice. I hope that, I mean, I'm going to be pushing out this podcast to so many because this is such important information for the student and the the parents. You know, it is it is really it is really an emotional time, I have to say. I, I, I mean, just having gone through it twice and we got to find find out early for our kids because they were going through the athletics route. So that I can't imagine people are still now in April and still not they haven't decided or they're still between decisions. So it, it, it it's very emotional. And it's a long journey. Um, so what are the, uh, you know. Um, when you're the application process the actual process Mm -hmm. when does that actually start like you're a freshman a sophomore a junior does it start typically is there a start point usually that's pretty common for most applicants
1: yes um so every student approaches it differently um I always tell families if money's important, you need to get your financial house in order by the second semester of the sophomore year and the first semester of the junior year, because that's what the FAFSA looks at. That's not it's not my doing. That's just the reality. So the financial side critical as you're approaching everything, the applications themselves. There are some schools that are on rolling admissions means that you can apply as soon as you finish your junior year and you'll you'll jump right in. There's other schools. The majority of them will be october november december some will drift into january and now it's even more complex you can apply early decision early action priority decision scholarship priority regular decision and there's a strategy for every one of those that can potentially be detrimental to your student and cost your family a lot of money so leaving this up to a student. I'll give you an example. So a student can apply and it says early decision. The student goes, yes, I would like an early decision, please. What that means to the family is you will find out early, but you're locked into that school. You will have to pay the retail price and you have to get rid of all your other colleges. You'll never know what other offers are on the table. Mm. That could be really, really hard on a family who didn't know that that's not their first choice school. So applying and when when to apply and when it all starts, our students have two essays completely written and edited and ready to go before they start their senior year. They have all their colleges picked, reach, comfort and safety. And so they start their senior year and they're like, I don't know why everybody's so stressed out. This is actually quite an easy process. And I'm like, and that's as it should be. Yeah. it's help your student understand. It's like twenty hours a week on top of their academics.
0: Wow. Well, and but the, I, what I'm gleaning here is strategy and preparation, right? Mm-hmm. Being prepared and uh, and strategy. And I feel like sometimes put we put it off as parents and students because it is scary. You know, we don't know and we don't know what's going to happen, and it's scary. So we put it off. It's like the anxiety that's attached to it. So, again, that's where, you know, having a guide is really um, key because then they kind of take some of that pressure off because they know, you know. So, you know, um, I just what has been like just in your experience, the biggest misconception um, as far as parents go, like what has been their biggest misconception during this sort of journey of applying to schools and getting through the process?
1: That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I answer it diplomatically? Um, so parents have a lot of dreams for their children, and sometimes their children don't have the same dreams, and that can cause a lot of, a lot of pressure and a lot of frustration and a lot of sadness. Um, being that i work with both the family and the parent the student and the parent i see both sides completely on the other hand when you look at the whole the process as a whole and you really map it out as a strategy and have a timeline and a plan it's a very simple process it doesn't have to be overwhelming We talk about three things at a time. That's it, because that's all teenagers want to process over three things. And their eyes are going to roll back in their head and they're going to be like, "Ah, this is awful. So it's meeting the family where they're at. For families who are maybe first generation to put their kid through a college. Whoa, that's a whole nother can of worms. Or maybe they got their their degree in another country. And now all of a sudden it's like, how do I navigate it here? And then for a student who maybe matured a little bit later and didn't get great grades their freshman year, and now they're in the catch-up game, there's another dynamic that's going on. Or like I have several students who are just, I want more, I want more, I want more. And the parents are like, I don't know how to help them. Yeah, They're pulling their parent along and going, help me. I want this. And the parent's like, I have no idea. So, you know, I have families call me for whatever different reasons. I had a gentleman this morning just say, I know that I can't do plumbing. And so I know I can't do college planning. I'm okay (laughs) (laughs) knowing that, you know, I hire a tax person and I hire, you know, a gardener. He was so real that it made me smile and just think, if only everybody thought of it so simply as I, I don't know everything. And it's okay to say that I don't have an extra 30 hours a week for the next four years that I want to devote to this. Yeah. That is a critical piece and that's what it takes to get into a top tier school. And if you want any kind of scholarships, Yeah. So right now at any age, they can be getting scholarships. So it doesn't have to start in the junior senior year can start as early as eighth grade. And all the way through, there's so much money out there. And so that's the one thing that I wanted to to kind of finish up with is the misconception is college is going to put you in a ton of debt and there's no money for people who are wealthy. Both of those could not be further from the truth. It is so available. There's so much money. It's ridiculous how much money these alumni put back into their schools and how much is available. It's just understanding how to get to it. That's the hard part. But there yeah. is money. Our students got that money. They earned it. It was not given to them as in free do nothing. But they knew where to ask. Yes, I would like some of what I earned is how I approach it with them.
0: Yeah, no, that's I'm so glad you segued into that, because that was how I was going to wrap up, because I know that part of the work that you do um, isn't just about getting them through the college application process, but you help them with the financial piece, too. If there's a scholarship that applies with the financial aid. Can you tell us a little bit about that in a nutshell? Like, you know, how do you help your students really find the right avenues for them in that in that area? Mm -hmm
1: it goes back to finding the perfect college. So mm. when you talked about how do I find it, this is where somebody like myself who's been doing this for a very long time, I've seen where students get in and get a ton of money. I've seen where students who are brilliant and get no money. So in a nutshell, there is money to be had. It's just, you won't find it on Google. Yeah. You, you have to really understand how to get
0: that. And that's what we help our families do. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I think that is really such an amazing um, part of your process is that you think about that too. It's not just about, let's find you the right fit college. Let's get you into college. You're actually, you're actually thinking about the whole picture, right? The whole student, the whole story and how they're actually not, once they get there, how they're going to actually succeed, you know, because finances can hold you back. So, that is amazing. I just want to tell everybody that with the hashtag college and shine, um, Shelly has a gift for everybody that puts in the hashtag uh, college and shine. Um, you can do that. while if you're live, but you can also do it on the replay. Shelly, what is that super cool gift that you're giving away?
1: Absolutely. So I have a bestselling book and there you can see it. How to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money no matter what that looks like for your family. It is an easy read, but it is has all the details that you need. I I wrote it as a working parents book of getting it done, not a philosophy. So it takes you step by step. So I want to gift it to your listeners. And I am so grateful that people are putting the time in to learn what it takes.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for that. It's such a valuable tool and just your knowledge and even everything you shared here. If people just use this as a kickstart to kind of get in the right mindset, it is so valuable. So the hashtag college and shine um, will get you that, um, it's a downloadable? Yes. Downloadable. Perfect. And how can people connect with you, Shelley, if they wanted to connect with you offline or um, otherwise?
1: The best place to find me is on our website. So it's College Ready Plan, P-L-A-N. So I added that to the website because that is the emphasis that I'm trying to help people understand. The best time to do it is when your student is in eighth grade getting ready to promote. The summer between eighth grade and ninth grade is the most underutilized summer of all summers. It's a jumpstart, not in a way of, books and academia, but it's exploration of passions and what what are their gifts and their talents and helping them to, to test the water out. So it's a really fun time. And then we help students all the way through, including our last minute seniors. We love them
0: all. Right. Those last minute seniors, you know, because, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, whoa, I have to get ready for college applications. Sherwin is here and he put in a hashtag college and shine. You know, uh, uh, this is going to be such a valuable tool. But also, Shelly, you know, I think um, it would be great to just, you know, to be able to talk to some of these people that really need that jumpstart. So hopefully you and uh, Chevy here can connect at some point and and discuss that. But we want to we always wrap up the Waste Up Wardrobe show with a key some key takeaways so people can really kind of get clarity after watching the show and a summary what would be the main takeaway that people could take away from this conversation if nothing else what would be that main takeaway
1: having a plan with a strategy mm-hmm. is all it takes yeah That's plan it. and strategy to simplify it plan yeah. and strategize yeah and the tip the tip would be don't leave it up to your children because if you don't know how to do it, I
0: promise you, they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And then I would say a gr- the great tools, the greatest tool you've given us, and that is your downloadable book because it's kind of like a workbook, right? Sure. And a guide. Yeah. And finally, an action item. Like if you have a parent who's just getting started, is ready to take this um, journey, what would be an action item they can do to just get jump started into you know starting to think about all this?
1: So two easy actions. Number one would be give your student the G rated version of your college experience. That's number one, like some fun tale about your roommate or washing your clothes with white and red and outcomes pink. And then um, secondly, is take them on a tour, make it real, give them that carrot that they're fighting for.
0: Yeah, so important. I love that. it is. That is the easiest thing to do. It's an easy action item. So thank you for being here, Shelly. You are an immense amount of knowledge. I mean, gosh, I want to like bottle up everything you said and Keep it because I have two more kids coming up the pike. Um, But really, really valuable um, information. There you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Waste Up Wardrobe Wrap-Up, Weekly Wrap-Up in a Nutshell. And join us next week at 1130, same time, 1130 Pacific. We're always here every Thursday on the Facebook page at Waste Up Wardrobe, where I'm going to bring you another show um, to enhance the way you show up on and off camera in this new virtual world.